Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wannabe Show. I'm your host Suraj Matta. So on the sixth episode of the Wannabe Show, we are going to be talking about money. Also, if you are listening to this on an audio platform, you can check out the video version on my YouTube channel, Suraj Matta. So let's talk about money, and I have a special guest on the show. So guys, meet Suraj Rayaprolu. He's an entrepreneur, content creator, podcaster, and also a YouTuber. You can follow Suraj Rayaprolu on Instagram and subscribe to his YouTube channel. And also follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hey man, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, what's up with you? Nothing much. Couple of things planned up today. I have those on my mind right now. Oh great, nice. Today we're gonna to be talking about money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what does money mean for you in life? So basically, I wouldn't say money means a lot to me. Money is basically a means of convenience. Okay. okay. Money is just a means of convenience for me. Moreover, you know, money gives you options. So in life, anybody, you know, if you had more options in life, would that be good for you or not? Definitely good for me. Yes, money is one of the ways where you can get options. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways. So when it's one of the ways, why not? Is it important for you? So I wouldn't say it's important, but you know, to have a good living, if you look at our life right now and remove your philosophy of money is not so important, that's bullshit. Everybody yeah. requires money to live. Obviously, yeah. So obviously, I would say, yeah, money is important to have a good life, but right. that would not be everything again. Yeah, that's not everything. So we want to talk about everything around money today. So <laughs> let's go. Up. Let's go. So, so when was the first time in your life you have realized that money is important, man? In ninth grade. <laughs> in an around oh. ninth grade, I. Okay. That's when I started watching a lot of Hollywood movies, and okay. that was when I came across this movie called Pursuit of Happiness. So in that, uh, it showed me, you know, it was a beautiful fucking movie, and <laughs> you know, that conveyed not just a message about money, but also how the perspective has to be in life. So when I did some research on that guy, Chris Gard. I don't know his full name, sorry, but I would say it's Chris. Sorry. So I did some sorry. research on him, and then his net worth was over hundred million dollars. Oh wow! So that's when I found out this term called hecta millionaire. Any even <sighs> above hundred million is called hecta millionaire. Oh. oh. So I was like, okay, what is this about? Then I started profiling people, and then I understood like they explained that. Rich is something else, and financial freedom is something else. So you know, yeah. financial freedom is in a state where money is no longer a equation or a thing you worry about in your mind. Okay, so that kind of state, and I felt that was very interesting. And after okay. on, you know, I came across Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> okay. And that, you know, I was a young guy, and you know that gave me a lot of. Encouragement, I would say, <laughs> but later, it, you, uh, yeah, but later, of you. course, it wasn't the right way. But then it definitely pushed me in the initial days. It was around ninth grade when I realized money is something oh, you have to look into. Yeah, 
so do you remember a point of time in your life where you were like i should start earning money yeah man when did uh, you like ninth grade i started working since ninth so oh, yeah. yes i started working since That's ninth grade it. what did you do in ninth grade in ninth so i used to live in a society where i used to hang out with older kids like we used to play cricket together and they were in uh-huh. engineering final year okay they were so uh-huh. way too older than me and these people were do, uh, you know starting their own startups so one of them had uh, created something called fitness panda it was selling fitness passports like you pay x amount of fee you get access to the top 15 gyms in uh, gurgaon okay 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 so i got a sales script and i got a list of uh, numbers <laughs> so i had to call these people up and then you know uh, use the sales script get uh, a lead yeah. convert no get a lead and just send it to that uh, bhaiya his name was raja he still helps uh, me till date that's great so like that i used to make phone calls and then get oh. couple of leads unfortunately i didn't get any conversions but that was the first job that's great yes did you ever wish that there wasn't a thing called money previously you didn't have money you you had something called barter system Mm-hmm. you give me something and then i'll give you something in place of it the only reason yeah. they got the concept of money was that old concept was not so fair and you know people could not always produce but money is something it gives you again i told you it's it gives you options like if you have a shoe and if i have rice you want that rice but i might not want that shoe mm. right so you know to avoid this kind of uh arguments and shit they created something called a currency through which you can trade it for anything yeah money is definitely important you need it to first of all maintain peace yes that's true <laughs> essentially money is useless it's just a piece of paper but people give it a value and we all respect that value like what's your opinion on doing things just for money To be honest, I'm not in a position to you know give you that answer also. But I did things like you know obviously you'll. I think it's just stupid if you just listen to an advice saying you don't do things for the money. When you begin, you obviously mm. need the cash inflow. Yeah. So you do yeah, things yeah, yeah. for the money, and when you keep yeah. getting this flow of money, you need to have a steady income first. That's when you can make decisions of doing something you like. That's when you can try out. so yeah. when, once that is the i would say that you know jobs would help out like that if you have a job you can figure out in the next 5 years what your passion is and then give it a shot because you already would have you know saved up some amount of money you'll have an assurance true true so i have an interesting question okay if sure. there wasn't a thing called money mm-hmm. would you still do what you're doing right now I wouldn't know. I never experienced it, so I really wouldn't know. You're an entrepreneur. You do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if there wasn't a thing called money, would you still do it? I haven't really thought about it, but that's a good question. <laughs> okay. Would I still do? Yes. Maybe not do. all. 
maybe not all but few definitely because you know it's exciting and it's fun when you're actually doing it Tell especially me yeah especially the make me garden i'm involved in a startup called make me garden yeah and also another thing called shop refine it's a online thrifting platform uh, he'll put that links also in the description so yeah. go check that out so these two businesses you know they we started it so you know mm-hmm. when we earn that money it's pretty fun and exciting and working towards that is also fun like we are out on the roads for probably not every day but sometimes 10 hours traveling a very long distance for a 5 minute conversation with a client mm-hmm. you know yeah. all of this gives experience and i definitely enjoy it so you know i wouldn't do every single thing but few of them definitely definitely yeah few of yes. them you should like do for money that's you can't avoid them <laughs> you can't avoid I, it's not like i should do it for money it's like if i have to run my startups I maybe it's do... part of the process yeah it's definitely part of the process like i would say that so i have a very very cliche question okay yeah. <laughs> and i want a very non cliche answer for this okay okay <laughs> okay so do you think money can buy happiness <laughs> definitely not that's like you know that's so easy to say definitely not why why can't money buy okay happiness? i'll tell you okay debate. i just i'll ask you one simple thing okay debate i'll solve it in one one step let's All go right. okay uh what was the happiest moment you had okay. with your dad with my dad yes oh. happiest moment uh not a single moment every morning we sit and have chai like i feel very happy at that time you know right every morning every morning yeah that's wonderful now if i come and tell you i'll give you a billion dollars that person uh, from your life does not exist anymore what are you going to do i wouldn't take it why the person is valuable right the person along with the emotion you cherish yeah. you cherish the emotion with the person and you would not trade oh. anything in the world for that so sure. you know that that is my answer to your question money will not buy you happiness it gives you comfort oh, yeah. definitely oh. definitely gives you comfort you know it's like yeah. i heard a person say this in a podcast his grand oh. cardon that dude is worth 750 million dollars so he's oh. like you know I was broke and I was happy and I was happy when I was broke and I was happy when I when I'm rich and being happy when I'm rich is way better than being mm-hmm. happy when I'm broke and you know oh. that put oh. a lot of perspective in me and it makes mm-hmm. sense so you know yeah. that would be my answer inspiration from grant cardwell nice. i'll check him out after the show <laughs> you would definitely uh. should So what's your like investment are you into stocks are you into mutual funds so about stocks i have absolutely no knowledge about stocks all right but i've, I've read uh, books a lot of books on it i just have book okay. knowledge i don't have practical knowledge yet and okay. i've i created a demat account my phone number has to be linked to aadhar so i haven't you know put in money yet but i've been speaking with my friends who invest in stock markets 
so that I just want to know what are they investing on and why are they investing on it because you know stock markets like now you might earn 10 or 20 rupees but keep doing that for 10 years you'll, you'll start earning 10k 10k 15k out of passive income your money will be mm-hmm. making money for you uh, so you know uh, I would say I have no investment in stocks right at, at the moment my investment is in the businesses I'm involved with. I do not take money in these businesses. I take equity. Every business I'm involved in, I don't care about the money. I go in for the equity because it's dependent upon me to make the business successful. And if I make it successful, that equity is going to bring me the money I want. I don't want any small amount. I want good amount. So my equity is my leverage at the moment. All right. So, do you have a formula on how to save money and uh, like how to spend money? How to save money and how to spend money? Yes, I do have a formula. Again, I picked it up from Grant Cardone. Uh, oh. Same guy. He taught me a lot about money. So, the rule is simple. First thing he says is having no money is not the problem. You need to generate more money. Okay. The problem is not, I don't have money. The problem is I don't know how to get more money. That is the problem. So we need yeah. to address that situation. So when we go through, <sighs> when we go through that way, you okay. know, first thing you would do is if you have absolutely no, uh, no clue about how to earn money, you would go get a job. His logic is go get a job. This way you'll have a steady flow of income. Now, with this steady flow of income, if you're young and if you can save up, again, you wouldn't save up, you keep it. You keep this money aside, open up a savings account and you keep it there. So, let's just say you're young, my age, I'm 21. So, I I remove like 70% of whatever I get and then put it to the side. I keep it to the side in the savings account. Again, you know, saving amount is meaningless and useless because... Money depreciates in value, does not uh, increase. So when it's depreciating oh. in value, you throwing it in a bank with a very less interest rate, it does not solve any problems. So you keep it aside to purchase an asset okay. which will produce cash flow. So when you purchase assets, so what Grant Cardone says is he, he invests in real estate. So the logic is, if you do not have enough money to purchase a property at the moment, go get a job, keep getting a steady flow of income. If you are young like me at 21 years and if you are living with your parents, utilize it, do not throw it away. Cut down your expenses, save your money and this 70% keep saving it until it adds up. Do it for maybe 7 years or 10 years and then go purchase a property. And then, you know, flip it in the next 3 or 4 years. Now collect that amount, uh, invest in a bigger property. So, you know, you keep, you keep producing this uh, it this way. Okay. And that's what I'm following right now. All I'm doing is, you know, collecting money from wherever yeah. I can and just yeah. keeping it aside. Nice. Like you talked about the your first job, right? Mm-hmm. You were like a, a lead generator. So, yes. what's your paycheck? First paycheck. So, that's the thing. I never work for the money. The concept okay. was, I make a sale, I want commission because commissions make you a lot more money than a average paycheck. Let's just say they, they fix me amount of 3000 rupees a month. Okay. Okay. 
if i go go to them and say that i don't want 3k a month instead of this i want 500 rupees for every passport that is sold okay so the lead i gave okay okay with this the chances are high of earning more if i flip you know what uh, two two passports it's 1k yeah four four passports 2k six three all i have to do is sell more than six earn more but then unfortunately mm. i did not earn anything but that was the risk i was willing to take because if what i did worked i would have earned way more and that was more exciting yeah. for me oh, like do you remember the first time you earned some money how much mm-hmm. was it yeah on 10th <laughs> 10th you know 10th grade i started a youtube channel with a friend and it was about oh. music yes music yeah we we used to put uh, top 10 music songs of the week i was a eminem fan so i was like let's do top 10 uh, artist songs and then oh. we did like that we you know put out music we ran a blog we did this oh. shit for quite a while like for 6 months and we gave up on it that was oh. a bad decision but you know through that we generated very little amount my friend had a paypal account so he linked it and we probably got oh. one or two dollars <laughs> but oh. that's the first first time and yeah, it was exciting okay. Oh great! Yes, you took up the seventy-five day challenge, you know. Tell yes. me about it. Seventy-five hard challenge is created by Andy Fursella. The purpose of this challenge is not for getting a good body or you know looking good. It's about mental toughness because it's a mental talk which happens. You know, we are outside with people all the time, but we are with our mind twenty-four-seven. at the end of the day we make decisions based on what is being played inside our minds so you know mental toughness is something important so he has created a challenge in such a way that you have this mental talks every single day very frequently so you keep winning over them the whole purpose is you have to win if you do not win you start the challenge from the day one all over again even if you're on day 74 and quit out on what you have to do on the challenge you start from day 1 so i started it and i you know screwed it up on day 10 so i began from first again so i finished it in my second attempt and i tell you the concept so the concept is you have five rules okay i have them written down on the board right next to me here so the first rule is you need to get two workouts done in a day one in the so timing is up to you but each workout has to be 45 minutes long one has to be outdoor compulsory irrespective of what weather whatever happens one has to be outdoor even if you work out for 44 minute dot 49 second you start from day one so you know yeah it's strict like that so the next rule would be reading 10 pages of a non fictional book so i read personal development books so 10 pages is not much and it creates a habit when you do it for 75 days straight even now i am reading so the third rule would be drinking 1 gallon of water 1 gallon is basically 3.37 liters of water so i have been working out for 5 years now okay. so i am used to following a diet but then again 
the way I used to follow a diet was I would follow a diet for three days, and on the fourth day, I would eat one cheat meal. So this way, every eight days or you know seven days, I get to eat outside food. So that way, I could maintain a diet. But this time, the fourth rule coming back. The fourth rule would be writing down a diet plan and oh. sticking to the same diet plan for seventy-five days. Even if you eat one, like like one biscuit apart from the diet, or any one item apart from your diet, you start from beginning. So for oh. me, the big one was the food. Uh, I could maintain, but I created a diet which I thought I could follow, but I could not. So I had to uh-huh. deal with it since I started. Oh. I'm a vegetarian, so I had to eat rice and papano dal. For like seventy-five oh. days straight for lunch, uh, <laughs> and that you know, oh, I would go up to my kitchen, look at Nutella, and just stare, <laughs> and then have a In conversation. <laughs> no, not sadness, <laughs> and have a conversation saying, "Ki, I'm gonna eat you out <laughs> after my challenge ends." <laughs> oh God! Yes. <laughs> So tell me, like, when did you get an idea to start a business, and how did this begin? So you know, the first time I ever thought of running a business was when I understood the importance of money and the difference between getting rich and financial freedom. And everyone who was financially free either ran, they owned a lot of MNCs or they ran huge organizations. So I, I already. By then, I got a clear answer that I businesses were the way to go mm. to you know get to the financial freedom state. But at the same time, I knew that you know I was not smart enough to come up with a idea. I used to watch Shark Tank in ninth and tenth. That is basically a show where people come and pitch their ideas. Oh, and people in ah uh, there will be four five people who invest in it. Okay, so I always used to watch. that show and then it hit me that i might not be smart enough to get that idea but then you know the next voice which came in me was you're not that smart enough but you can take one idea and make it successful so yeah. i'm like fuck that makes sense so since ninth i was just looking out i used to just you know hang out with this one guy i used to hang out with only few people and one of them was this friend with whom i started youtube channel and the blog you know he, it was creative and fun for me so like that i was looking out for opportunities and also you know learning what the elders is entrepreneurship all about mm. and during college like i i literally have a book where i wrote down concepts in my 11th and 12th grade okay. and as usual i did not execute on anything so nothing came out and then in first year of college i had a friend who approached me With a business idea, I was like, "I'm in. Let's go. Marketing okay. and sales. I'm going to look over all of it." Okay. So that's how we got started. And that guy was—he uh, had a lot of book knowledge also. So he did a lot of background work. And then, while you know working with him, I also learned a lot. And the same way, I you know helped uh, another person with their social media, scaling their social media. so while doing that my contingency was if you have a business idea you run it by me and we'll start it so through that i started another 
business mm-hmm. shop refined with a friend okay so that's what i do i, I just i just look out for opportunities i also have another opportunity which i'll discuss more when you know we actually start working on it okay like yes. what did they tell you that impressed you so one thing is i want to see that i don't know anything about what they're talking about so first thing what i see is do they have enough knowledge on what they're speaking about if they do not i just cut them off right off their face i'm pretty blunt like that if you come up and say something but your actions don't match up i'm just going to say it on your face uh but then you know i saw that my friend rohit in first year when he was speaking about make me garden and gardening he had a lot of knowledge on it it made a lot of sense to me so looking at that i went ahead with him and you know more importantly i look into what kind of person are they maybe okay. not in first year i did not look about this in the first year but luckily he turned out to be a good guy but then yeah so but then in the second opportunity by then my mindset had changed i was looking into people for who they were i didn't care what background i was just looking into what what are they about so i want to know what is that person thinking like mm. like if, if you come up with a business opportunity i want to you know get involved with people who who have insane insane goals like it may not mm. seem practical to other people but you know it's exciting if yeah, it yeah. works mad people if it just works yeah that's all i need yeah yeah so that's what i look into right now back then yes, it was right now. it was different back, right? back then i was just looking for any opportunity give me an opportunity <sighs> yeah, yeah. i am going to get involved all right. uh yeah tell me three learnings after starting your business you learned three big learnings <laughs> three big learnings i'll give you the first one right off patience Great. patience okay i was so impatient so impatient like uh, i would do something and i would expect other people to do at the same pace as me you know uh, and then okay. i used to get mad and then i would be harsh on them hmm. then I, i would you know the kind of response i would have given them would be like they deserve it that is the reality okay i mean even if that is the reality it doesn't give me that opportunity to you know be so mean So mm. I was not patient so whatever I was doing I expected other people to do at the same level but you know that continued for literally one year until I came across a video by Gary Vee in which he says uh, see if you own part of the business that means if the business gets successful you get something but the people who work as employees or you know who are working on a pay Mm. they're just getting a pay so even if it gets ultra successful they're not getting that much on their side they just get a little pay raise mm. so you need to keep that in mind and go through with that perspective so when i got like it hit me hard oh. and then you know i understood i've got to be patient because I, i'm also frustrated on my own self mm. like i want to progress things much faster but i keep reminding sir uh, reminding myself i wouldn't say i'm i'm very patient but i keep reminding myself even now i work on it patience yeah. is one big thing for me and then second thing would be you know <laughs> this is also another big thing you know mark your words with your actions yeah okay 
So last year, as I told you, when our businesses began, I would be hyperactive, like, you know, this, that, this, that, goal, unicorn level goal. Uh, so I was like going all mad on it, but then I didn't do shit about it. Okay. Again, Gary Vee and Grant Cardone, when I watch their content, okay. so these people are blunt again, they shit on you, like, they'll be like, the reason you're not successful is... You're not doing shit about it. Yeah. So again, you know, things fell into perspective. Uh, then I realized I had to really educate myself. The reason I couldn't do shit was I didn't know shit. Uh, so I had to educate myself for one year. Now, after educating for so long, now literally I'm in a position where my knowledge is coming into action. Like I'm producing results now. Cash flow and stuff. So this is exciting. So... That was another big one for me. Okay. And third thing would be, you know, self-awareness. Okay. Self-awareness and accountability. Okay. I would say both of these come into the same picture because once you are aware of what you do, accountability also falls into the picture. Hmm. So basically, I'll start with accountability first. Accountability is like, whatever your life is like at the moment, it is completely on me. Okay. A lot of people are not willing to take that stand. Yeah. And I was, I yeah. was a lot of people. I was yeah. that person. Yeah. Again, I did, it didn't happen over time. I had to, you know, make small, small changes. Even now, I go off saying that that's not my fault. Mm. But then later on, I go back to that person and say, no, that's completely my fault. It's not yeah. you. It's 101% or 200% me. So whatever happens in my life is in my control helps. Me, you know, get some control of what is, it's basically like what Sadhguru says, I cannot control what is happening around me, but I can definitely control what is happening within me. Hmm. So I'm working towards that goal. I cannot control what's happening around, but I'm working towards controlling what is happening within me. And how, how can that happen? It starts with accountability. And you know, once accountability falls into the picture, you start getting more aware of what you do in general. So when you start looking at it that way, you cut off a lot of people, a lot of bullshit in your life. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, once you become self-aware, and if you just say that, you know, whatever is happening with me is completely on me, half mm-hmm. your problems disappear right off. You wouldn't have to argue with half the people because you go and tell them it's completely my fault. And they're like... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so you know you end, you end half of your problems. So yeah. these three would be big takeaways which I learned, and I'm still practicing. I wouldn't say I'm perfect, one hundred percent on it. Mm. I'm working towards the ideal position to be in. Yeah. That's some valuable experience. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm glad. So to make things interesting, we have a game. Let's go. Okay, it's called this or that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're excited? Let's go. Okay. Cats or dogs? Not really, I'm not cat or a dog person. Okay. But if if if, if I had a choice, dogs. Dogs, okay. Hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Again, anything which is hot, I don't like. <laughs> oh. Mo- yes. Morning or evening? 101-200% morning, early, early morning. Great. Like, how did this, like, happen? Morning, 
morning were you always like this no so i used to work out i loved working out and i had college so i didn't want to go in the evening to the gym the only way i could go to the gym in the morning was if i woke up at 5:30 Mm. and then i was not getting enough time to get my workouts in so i met a guy and he was like dude you just have to wake up early there is you know no other bullshit excuse for you yeah. if you don't have time make time and mm. i'm like holy fuck that's some wisdom right there <laughs> so i made that and i started waking up at 4:30 and then later on I yes. got my gym and my college in the right place then I started meditating in the mornings so I needed more time for that mm. so I started waking up at 3 oh so again it's like accountability if I really want it mm. I would do anything I wouldn't skip it for a day right day or night day or oh. any day so text or call depends on the person So summers or winters? It's funny. I hate winters when it's winters, and I hate summers when it's summers. <laughs> okay. Love or money? Tough love. One. Love. Not tough one. Love. Love. Oh, when nice. you are already having fun and you're loving all the damn time, money is just gonna flow. So book or a movie? Any day book. So rain or snow? Uh, I've only experienced snow once. So rain. comedy or horror comedy not a horror person nice always joke <laughs> reading or writing i'm good at copywriting so i would go with copywriting but i'm learning that so that okay. phone or computer i don't know it's phone <laughs> it's phone okay yeah i'm not that great with laptops okay milk or juice juice i don't drink any dairy products or consume oh you're a vegan I'm not a vegan, but you know you my don't. whey protein. My whey protein contains uh, paneer, paneer uh. source, and paneer is derived through milk. Uh, uh. So apart from that, I do not consume any milk products and cheese. Oh, you know cheese? I don't eat. I don't eat cheese, but pizzas I definitely you know overloaded with cheese. Then. <laughs> Then these are the only two places I eat. You so eat. So it's juice. Okay. It's okay. juice. Money or fame? Money. Who gives a fuck about fame? Okay. Dude, you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> My thing is not for fame. My thing is for you know creating awareness, a brand, a brand, okay. and that okay. is being utilized through the social media platforms which are available. I'm not just on YouTube. I'm on five platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Every single day I post. Content on all these platforms. Uh, let me just ask you this one question: If your businesses would run on its own, would you get out of this social media? Social media is my key mm. for my businesses to run without me being present. So why would I ever throw away the key? Ah, uh, I'm I'm going to utilize it to create more opportunities where I can stay away and they still run. Uh, I would never throw away the key. Great answer. Great. So, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. I joined Twitter late, so Facebook. Pasta or pizza? Pizza. <laughs> Even I love pizza. I Online love shopping or in-person shopping? I don't shop in general. I, you know, go very rarely. So in-person. Okay. 
So, can we quickly have like a five questions of never have I ever? Alright, let's go. So, never have I ever lost a bet? I have. Can you give some context? I would bet on IPL for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I was a kid (laughs) and you know, I would go to my friends and be like 20 bucks, take in charges. (laughs) (laughs) Take in charges that time. That time. Yeah, that that time. (laughs) Oh, great. So, never have I ever broken a bone? Never. Never. I have not. Never have I ever cheated on someone? I have not. Oh, okay. relationships? No. <laughs> yeah. But in person, yes, I have, and then I've gone back and I've apologized. Okay. In person, I have, and I've gone back and I apologized because I've got to own that up. If I don't say that, it's going to be in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never have I ever lived alone? I have. You have lived alone? This house, the house which I'm living in right now, so okay. basically, my parents were living in a floor upstairs in a different different flat for a couple of months. Okay. And I was alone in this house. Oh, how long? So I have. For how a couple long? of months. Couple of months, okay. During my 12th grade. So, never have I ever broken up with someone? I have. Alright. Probably the other way too. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. That's not right. Never have I ever got seriously hangover. I don't drink. I used to. I never drank that much, but I did. But then I never liked alcohol's taste. Oh, I don't drink. That was my last question, man. Thank you so much for being on my show. My pleasure. I hope you had fun. I definitely had a lot of fun. I hope the viewers will have fun. They should, they should. <laughs> Thank you I so hope. much. Here, here hope comes into the picture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Also, please follow Suraj Rolo on Instagram and subscribe to his YouTube channel. And also follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also, if you are listening to this on an audio platform, you can check out the video version on my YouTube channel, Suraj Matta. Thank you and I'll be back with another episode.